You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 057. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 57. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Gorgeous day here. And, okay, um, in Southern California? Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful day for a cruise. <laughs> You're so funny. You're tra- <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to segue you. Come on. That was awful. That was awful? Oh, I tried. Oh, my God, Mr. Smith. But I was really kind of captivated by you because you were so fucking hot. Oh, hey. hey Mr. Smith's been tanning poolside. Yeah, I've been getting a little sun. And it just makes his blue eyes look ridiculous. Like, I, you know we don't want kids, but I always thought, damn, if we had kids, I really would hope that they would have your blue eyes. Baby, that's a sweet thing to say. They would for sure have a our fat mock, Our ass. mock children. Yeah, they would have a big ass. They, bo- You don't know this about pow, us, but... Pow booty. For two white folk, let me tell you, we have so much ass <laughs> in this household. Like We're like the Irish Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what I, I always thought they would come out ass first which that would be painful would be awful I'd it'd be like cut be that shit out way more painful than baby actual out, childbirth oh my god so welcome everybody to yeah. the <laughs> well, that's, we on dig- that note we digress <laughs> <laughs> no shit hashtag we digress um, welcome to the show everybody so glad to have you here uh, we we're super pumped to offer you a life topic today. We usually bounce back and forth between life and love. So today we're going to talk about help me. I have control issues. Yeah. Oh my God. So we'll jump into that uh, in a minute here. But as you, many of you know, we prefer to kind of chat a little bit about shit that doesn't really matter. And then <laughs> just to, we like to warm up the mic. Got to warm the mic. Get the warm. Little SDS to warm the mic. Yeah. Shoot the shit. Shoot the shit. STS. Every time you say that, I think it sounds like STD. Oh, no, no, no. It's very different. It's very different. It can be contagious, but not in the bad way. (laughs) I think Mr. Smith is really worked up today. Like I was. I'm worked up today. I'm letting go of control. (laughs) It's so great. Perfect. You're so perfect, baby. Um, Yeah, we were talking about what's on the lineup here for today's pod, and, and he just is so squirrely and silly, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is going to be an interesting episode. I'm going to I'm going to mute myself. I'll lay back. You're going to exercise some self-management? Yes. Okay. I'm going to get control. <laughs> or maybe relinquish some control. So yeah, this is perfect. Perfect. Uh so with the reason why he brought up the cruise, I've got to tell you guys this. I've mentioned it on a couple of episodes before for the entire month of July 2014. You can get in on this cruise at the absolute early bird price. It's mm. it's just ridiculous. Okay, so myself and two of my super close friends and colleagues, they're also life coaches who are kind of edgy That's and out right. there. Yeah. We decided why not take 
a group of badass women on a cruise where we can have adventure and fun and we can do like salsa dancing and then we can do coaching stuff where we bust out of our comfort zone and and deal with addressing fears and kind of recreate who we want to be in this world but do it in a really fun adventurous way with maybe we may or may not be wearing fake fake mustaches and sombreros (laughs) because we're going to 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 Mexico. Mexico trust me we've already looked up like all these headbands that have Little sombreros on it. Oh so my we can... gosh. I can just see this gaggle of girls. We have been obsessed with like taco necklaces and like we have this little icon. So we've been chatting about this cruise, right? And so we have a little f- private Facebook group just for the three of us to converse about all of the, the process of it. And we're always posting pictures, but our icon is <clears throat> what, what we call Taco Cat. And it's this cat. It's in a taco taco costume. Oh, no. (laughs) And there's like this rainbow behind it. And it's it's, so anyway, we've been having a blast talking about going to Mexico together. And we're just so pumped. And here's the the most amazing part. We're not going till January 2015. Mm -hmm. So you can get a price cut if you want and pay in full. Or you can do a payment plan. So you can be completely paid off in a couple of months and just boom, start of the new year, we recreate who we are, fun and adventure with like-minded spirits, get some serious mentorship. Like, oh my God, I'm just fucking pumped. That's so cool. Florida to Mexico. Come with us. Wish I was a girl, I'd go. Yeah, I know. If I were a girl. I don't wish I was a girl. Oh God. Just for this cruise. Just for this cruise. Yeah. Yeah, I don't wish you were a girl. No, not at all. Anyway, it'll um, but be fun. thank you for skipping over my poor Beyonce reference right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tone can, deaf. You can add in a clip later. Yeah, I will clip myself right on out of that. <laughs> but okay, so let me tell you guys where to go. It's triple spelled out, triple and then the letter T cruise dot com. You can find out all the details, everything that's involved. You can upgrade your suite if you want. But it's pretty much you fly your ass to Florida. And we pay for everything else. Everything else is included in your in your, your payment. Yep. All inclusive. All inclusive, all your food. Airline. If you're a boozer, which I will be, then that's not included. But all your regular food and stuff like that. But I don't know if I I might be smuggling a flask or two. <laughs> I was flask smuggler. Where was I? Oh, I was talking about that on in a class I was teaching. I'm like, I might be strapping a flask to like a little garter on my under my little sundress while I Oh my god, that's adorable. <laughs> I told Kira, Kira's one of the the other coaches. I told her I'm like, I am in the market for a good flask. And yeah. She, and she showed me this amazing unicorn flask. And I'm like, oh, oh my god, done. Done. Maybe we'll find one in the Bahamas when we go. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. tell you guys more about that too. Um but let's talk about control issues. Okay. All right, let's do it. This What is, do you got for us today, this is Mrs. Gonna be, Smith? This is gonna be sticky, man. It's a sticky one? This is a sticky one because it is a major issue in my personal life. Like, this right. is one of those. Th- I, but at least I'm clear. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I'm really clear that I have a hard time letting go of control. Right. I like control and structure and order, organization. I like to – I don't like spontaneity. I don't like um, p- plans changing. I really – it's like – I don't know if it's because I'm a Taurus or what it is, but I just really like stable, stable things I can count on. Right, which helps me because I'm, you know, like a little wildness in my life. Yeah, we're definitely 
good for each other in that way for sure. So here's the deal. I mentioned this that I tend to be kind of controlling. I mentioned this in an episode ages ago. And one of our listeners reached out and said, hey, can you say more about control? It's a big you know, area in my own life that I would like to rectify and I just don't know how to go about it. Mm. So I thought, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to be super transparent because it's still something that I struggle with. You've come up so far though. Oh my God. I have. So far. You're right. I really have. Thank you. I'm going to celebrate that. Um, so I'm going to give you like kind of like a five step process or maybe even five things you can do okay. to start really dissecting your control mm. and then deciding what you want to do with it. Okay. Um, and some of the things that have been really helpful for me. So if the first thing is, th- this is probably the biggest light bulb moment for me is noticing, and this really takes like acute awareness in each situation, but noticing when it serves you and when it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this is about Paying attention to really how you feel. So for many of us, if we have a lot of angst and upset and like, I can look at those situations and I can usually go, I am trying to force something to happen. Right. And it's create because it's not in my control or it feels out of my control and I'm desperately trying to hold on to it. I don't, the feelings and the emotions associated with it are, are not good. They're not right. peaceful. Do you get a, do you get anything physically that you feel, or do um, you stay in your head? It can be both. It depends what it is. If it's anything financial, it's like a loop in my head. Mm. It's like, oh, what if this? What if that? What if this? Right, what if this? Right. What if this? It's a loop in my head. And then um, sometimes it'll be just like a feeling in my abdomen, kind of just like a tightness in my chest. Right, that's the one that a lot of people get. So. The importance about noticing that is most likely your control right then is not serving you. <laughs> you okay, Mr. Smith? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to make it? I got a little frog in my throat. You need to refuel with some water. No, I'm okay. Um, we need a whiskey break. <laughs> a whiskey break. <laughs> this will be edited. Shot, 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 shot. <laughs> but see, you know, here's the perfect example. You, I used to, in the middle of podcasts, if anything like that happened, like Mr. Smith had to cough or my dog started scratching and it made a noise or there was a plane flying outside, I would get like, like all worked up about it. I'd feel like worked. I had to pa- pause the recording. Like I couldn't go with it. Mm. And that's a perfect example of it's in control of me. Uh, yes. It's not. It's not me. It's not in service of me to be controlling or ordered or organized right, right then. It's it's uh, arresting my happiness. Ooh, that's a good way to put it. So that's where you need to look because there's times for me like, uh, okay, so let me, well, let me finish that thought. So now I give, my, and this is going to be kind of what we talk about in the second piece, but now I give myself the freedom to like roll with the punches in that way. Like if he coughs. I don't like how I feel trying to control that. It just feels futile and I don't feel good. So I like how I feel when I'm just like, 
oh, are you doing okay? And I make right. a joke out of it or I don't worry so much about it. So those are the little like real world ways that I'm working on relinquishing control. Perfect, yeah. But all of it ties into how you feel because most, most likely, and I mean this is really speaking from experience, when I feel like I'm holding on to something with like clenched fists, it's so anxiety ridden. It just doesn't feel good. Right. So um, that's a huge indicator for you. So watch your emotions around different issues. And it might show up um, around children, around your kids. It might show up specifically around your health and fitness. It might show up specifically around household things. So just start increasing that awareness on your actual feelings and emotions. Um, And so there's going to be times, the reason why I said notice when it serves you and notice when it doesn't, the example I just gave you, it doesn't serve me to get all worked up if you cough or the dogs scratch or the plane, you know, that is just not worth it. Nothing, it's not impairing my business. It's not hurting my well-being. Like, it's a dumb rule that I put in place. Right. Right? <clears throat> yeah. So it's noticing, like, that doesn't serve me to control that situation. Now, there's other times, like, diligently managing my checkbook. Knowing exactly, like, it gives me such a freedom of mind knowing that whatever is in my ledger is to the penny. Right. And that I don't, there's no guessing games. I know exactly what I can spend, what I can donate, what I, all of that. That's serving So that's a situation where it really is in service of me. Yeah. And it, there's no emotional frequency that's negative. Like when I, when I'm nice and controlled in my checkbook, I'm, I feel awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's the big. That's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of it, and and I'm talking about the actual piece of organizing, not that like, perhaps the money that's in the account or not in the account that might freak me out. Yeah. Right. But it's not the process of organizing it. That's what I want you guys to look at. So that leads me to number two, which is around whatever is giving you like this clenched fist feeling. I always use that as kind of a. Um, Barometer. <clears throat> well, kind of like a, a an illustration almost. Yeah. Where it just feels like it's almost like if you could clench your fist really, really tightly. And then what we're going to work on now, like after you listen to this and as you go through your life, is just slowly unclenching those fists. And it might be first stopping the tension, you know, and then like just relaxing into the fist. And then slowly we're starting to peel out maybe one finger, maybe mm-hmm. two, you know. So that's kind of the process <clears throat> of relinquishing visual, yeah. control. It's it, it will feel ridiculous if you try to just let go all of a mm-hmm. sudden. That's just absolutely the worst piece of advice for anyone who has control issues. Just relax. Yeah, just relax. Just let yeah. go. Oh, I fuck, am relaxed. Fuck, fuck off. <laughs> because if I could relax that easily, don't you think <clears throat> I would what, fucking do right, it? Right, right, right. So <laughs> that's been one of my saving graces is is baby steps and we'll talk about that in a minute but number two i want you to start looking whatever this issue is that you notice you've got severe control around or the tendency to control what rules have you created and most likely it's something in your mind that says this particular thing has got to be exactly like this. Like there's only one right right, right way. Yeah. It might be a, a thing about perfectionism. Um, I don't know what it is. But I, I realized this that um, I had unknowingly created a rule 
that unless I did my workout exactly how they did on um, on the video, on the video, <clears throat> right. then I wasn't really working out hard enough. And so hmm. I created this rule. I did. Nobody else did. Everybody in those videos are like, watch your body, listen to your body, breathe in, take a break if you need to. And I'd be like, ah, I've got to muscle through. You know, I've got to control it, you know. And I'm the one <clears throat> suffering. So it's a perfect example of it was not in service of me. It was a rule I created. So most of the time, the rules you will create are something about it being perfect, needing to be one specific way, only one right answer. So what if you could start tweaking those rules? That's awesome. Yeah. So your first step is to notice what are the rules you're creating? What if you said, this is the only <clears throat> way to do this? I was thinking that'd be a good good way to like tap in. Like an assignment type mm -hmm. thing. And then the second piece is like, what if there was another right answer? And you can just start playing around with maybe I could get just as good of a workout and take care of myself if I took a little extra break. Or So mm -hmm. now I've let go of a lot of that. My workouts are totally different. Nice. Because I've relinquished control in a lot of those ways. Cool. Nice, babe. Um, number three. This is another really big one. Okay. And I have a couple more examples from my own life. <laughs> but in each situation where you feel the need to control, I want you to ask yourself, what is this really about? And most of the time, it's what am I really afraid of? It's usually a fear. There's some sort of fear. I've had a couple of examples of this. Most recently, I think we've shared with you that um, Mr. Smith's mom came to live with us. Yeah. And um, and so there's been some like concessions, you know. I I she's uh, I moved out of my office and moved out of my bathroom and you know kind of gave up some stuff like as far as the household goes. And um, I have these weird things about like keeping the counter clean and no crumbs and like just random little things about what a clean kitchen means, what it mat what matters. So I started getting I had like a freak out one day about too many crumbs yeah and i'm like spills and crumbs and god and just ugh. and so i was starting <laughs> to get you know like really worked up about it like oh i need to control this i need to make this kitchen stay clean and i need everybody to be on board and again that frequency the feeling that i had around that was anxious and angry and irritable and frustrated so that's always my indication like what's going on here and so when I dug into it and I finally admitted that to you, like what's, what is this really about? What am I afraid of? Mm -hmm. I was like, I, I feel like I'm a slowly losing my entire home. Yeah. Like I'm afraid yeah. that it's going to become a mess in here um, and I'm just going to get overridden by mess and clutter and crumbs and, and, and it just freaked me out. And so I was triggered by one small little thing. And our house is not unkept. And, you know, right. it, so when I looked at that, I could separate, like, is it is it that serious about these crumbs? Mm -hmm. what the bigger picture is making sure that I'm clear with you that I was having some anxiety about losing control of the house. Right. Of but see, feeling the, uprooted, you know. The fact that you tapped into that as your um, – as the back piece of it instead of getting attached to you know it's just the way i am right. i just need to have this house this way 
And that's just who, that's just me. Right. Right. Because I think that's what a lot of people with control issues latch onto. Mm -hmm. Well, that's just how I am. Or they focus on that, that, um, specific thing. Like I just hate crumbs. Right. Right. Instead of, can you not just keep the kitchen clean? Right. Instead of looking at what it is behind as, you know, losing control of your house, which is fair. Right. And it's something that as a spouse, I can uh, relate to more than, God, it's just, you know, the mess will get cleaned up. Right. You know? Right. <clears throat> and then for me, just really acknowledging like, this is what it's really about. Right. I am afraid of something. Right. So that's usually why we hold on to things with a death grip is we are afraid of the consequence in some way of if we don't control it. Um, I have another example in my business. This has been... Um, a huge one for me it it terrifies me to have a huge team of people mm-hmm. it i i am have no issues around being like famous in the world of wellness or you know having wealth and abundance i have a shit ton of issue around people representing me as my team that's a big control one for you like <clears throat> assistance responding on my behalf it like terrifies me yeah. because I'm like, I want you to be exactly how I am and I can't control that. I can't make you be that way. And so that's one thing that I'm still working on. Like it is okay if it's not perfect, you know, um, another, another example I, uh, for this cruise, actually, I didn't, I didn't build out the website, but when the, um, one of my colleagues was asking me opinions about it, I found myself so nitpicky. Like there's too much space. There's too much white space above that form and above that form. Oh, wow. And so I that was one of my baby steps was to go, I'm going to let that go. How'd it go? Fine. Yeah? I just, it was so much easier for me to let, because the more I focused on it, the more I had that frequency of like unrest, <clears throat> ang- it's real angsty. It's yeah. like that clenched fist, like just, yeah. and I'm like, what if I just choose that that just doesn't matter. It's just not that serious. Because for most of my control issues, they're around really piddly shit. It's not you I'm trying to control. Right. Necessarily. Right, it's yeah. like crumbs mm-hmm. and white space on a website. <laughs> you know? And then it gets bigger and when I talk about expanding my team and things like that. Like that yeah, really is a big, a big deal. One. But yeah. um, so I've been flexing that a little bit. Like what if I just let this go? And guess what? The repercussions were nothing. Right. Nothing except my peace. <laughs> See, that's the thing with control is when you start realizing that it has control of you instead of you having control of the situation, then you start to go, oh, it, I can let go of that stuff and there's no consequence. It's yeah. ju- other than a good one in that you don't have anxiety. Right. Right. Exactly. So now I'm kind of going, now I'm starting to gather evidence of how it feels to let go. Mm. And I'm going, ooh, that piece felt fucking good. Yeah. That relinquishing felt awesome. Nice. Nice. Not focusing on that thing feels great. So that, but that takes a minute because I will tell you, you will dig your heels in and not want to give up anything because damn it, you know the right way. Yeah. And now I'm like, learning more and more like how much that costs me and I'm liking my mental state way better and my emotional state when I start letting go of the stuff that really doesn't matter 
Cool. It's pretty cool. Nice, yeah. Those are great tools. So let's see. Um, number four. So number three is really looking at like what's what are you afraid of? What's that fear about um, in anything that you're really trying to control? And number four is kind of like an addendum to that. And it's, it is what am I making up will happen if I don't control this? And is that true? Mm. So for instance, <clears throat> right. in the scenario about about the website for the cruise, I didn't, if I thought about it, like what I would really be making up is that it doesn't look professional enough because there's two gigantic white spaces and that people will not sign up because of that. Mm-hmm. And if I, <laughs> if I actually look at that and then go, is that true? That is just plain old bullshit. Right. Right. People aren't, aren't, aren't going to not sign up because you right. haven't filled that space with something. And it's a, it's a great way to look at that fear, too. So, again, three and four are really in tandem with one another. Yeah, absolutely. So, for instance, if I were to ask myself that question around the crumbs in the kitchen, like, what am I making up will happen if I don't control this? What I was making up is that my house would eventually become a shambles right? and just a mess and a danger. You know, that was what I was afraid of. So um, start looking, looking there, like, what are you making up? Most of the time, we make up something catastrophic. Like the idea that a white space would somehow translate to total business failure or that crumbs would lead to a completely dilapidated home. Quarter house. Right, right, right. Like, <clears throat> is just asinine. But it takes dissecting it a little bit mm-hmm. to get that clarity. And then number five, I've kind of danced around this quite a bit this whole episode, and that is let go in baby steps. All right? Like, again, like I said, if you just try to take it as it comes and happy-go-lucky and just like, whatever, I don't care, you know, that is like so counterintuitive. Yeah. If you've been operating under a totally different space for for your entire life, like give yourself the permission to go slow. It's like going from first to fifth gear. It's exactly. (laughs) It's like. (laughs) Well, and the other thing too is most likely there's a huge place for compassion here. And maybe this is even the sixth one. Maybe I should even add this. Number six, give yourself some, some severe compassion here because most likely you have created controlling tendencies or you become a control freak or whatever you want to call it to survive. Right. To take care of yourself. Perhaps you had to in a previous relationship. Maybe you had to to stay safe as a child. Maybe you had to in order to get through school or who knows. But usually we don't just become controlling for the fuck of it. Right. We do it because we felt unsafe in some way and it was our way to feel safe. Right. So exercise compassion. It's okay if you're high strung. It's uh, o- yeah, you know yeah. it's okay if you don't roll with the punches, but it's not okay if your joy is being stifled. Well, you know, this just something that's come up for me is, I, I think a lot of times when people are over controlling in a certain situation, it's actually because they've lost control in some other area. Totally. So, taking this backward view uh, and looking into the deeper meaning of things, 
you can start to go, oh, you know, if I lost control over here as a child Mm -hmm. or we know not to get Freudian, but, you know, uh, losing control in one situation might lead to trying to get more control in another. Totally. Right. Yeah. I remember working with a gal who was so controlling about everything. Oh, you need to staple it this way and you need to write your name here and you need to do da da da. And she was powerless in her marriage. Like he just ran over her in mm. every way. So she felt that's where she could get her power. Right. You know, and that's very psychological, as you sure. said. So, it, you know, it might be deep enough where you need to see a therapist about it. True. Then maybe you need to find the genesis of it and dismantle it. Um, so, you know, work through some of this. Like something that I'm always talking about in my communities, in my classes, everything, is that it's always a journey. Like I wake up some days and I go, holy shit, I've got control issues. Uh-huh. <laughs> or holy shit, I've got issues around money. Or I've got and, – and I work in this field. So give yourself – you know that permission to be on a road you know and it's like you sometimes you you get stuck sometimes you get a flat tire sometimes you have to regress and then sometimes you take a couple more miles and then before you know it you've reached all these incredible landmarks so it's about just keeping going and celebrating baby steps too you know so again when you when you go for those baby steps like I really do imagine myself with a clenched fist and then just slowly relaxing, at least relaxing. I don't have to be totally open handed, right. but I don't want to be clenched anymore. Like that hurts me. Right. So, um, and that translates to every other part of your body. Totally. When you tighten your fist, everything else has to compensate for that tight fist. Yeah, you're right. Right. So when you start loosening that fist, other parts of your life might start to loosen as well. Yeah. That's awesome, babe. You're right. <laughs> That's totally right. I love when you just come in here with like something just like boom, mic drop style. <laughs> Should I make a mic drop sound of Don't some sort? Don't drop no, that mic. No. See? Yeah, no. See how controlling control. I am over yeah. my contr- mic <laughs> equipment? <laughs> All right, guys. So hopefully that was helpful for you. Um, again, we always love to hear from you. And, and as I mentioned, this came from a listener. So cruise by thejoyjunkie.com, click on podcast, and you can let us know what you want to hear about. We would love, love, love iTunes reviews. That I can't stress enough how helpful that is for us in rankings and such. Um, Tons of freebies on the site. uh, So make sure you snag your Life and Love digital kit. And uh, oh, and cruise by triple, all spelled out, T. It's also like triplet cruise. Right. Dot com. (laughs) Um, and yeah, come play with us in Mexico. It'll That'd be, be a so blast. Fun. Plus, you're you're not just you know on a vacation. You get to do some life work. I know. You know that's kind of cool. Well, and like, like get some fun and get some you know. Well, we what we didn't want we didn't want people to be like. To, you know, taking like uh, doing like a group salsa lesson and then hanging out by the pool and then coming into a workshop where all of a sudden you felt like shit and you're right, digging right. into all these disempowering beliefs. So we wanted all the self-help stuff and all the development stuff to be fun and exciting breakthroughs too. Right. So that way you're not like involved in all this fun and adventure and then you get to class and you feel like shit. You're like, oh, here we go. So yeah. all of our lessons are going to be... Um, 
are going to be fun and adventure based as well, like Beautiful. scavenger hunts and things to push you outside your box and that's sweet to that's gain sweet. confidence and stuff. So yeah, triple T cruise.com. You can also find it on the show notes page on the site. And, um, we love you guys. Thanks for hanging out yeah. with us. So here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Out.